Good morning, heart and soul. So we are, we continue on our adventure in faith. If you haven't picked this up yet, my view is that life is an adventure in faith. So there's not like a little piece of the journey that is an adventure in faith and the rest of it is something else. My sense is that we are always on an adventure in faith. And we have, frankly, more power than we realize, more personal power, more spiritual power, more agency. We can discern and declare for ourselves what we are calling forth, what will be a part of that adventure in faith. Now, clearly I have sense enough to know that you're not going to determine absolutely every millisecond of that. And yet you can determine your own attitude. And your attitude is energy. So once you determine that today, you know, you could have determined today that whatever happened yesterday, today's going to be your pissed off day around that. And often people who decide that, they do so with less conscious awareness. So they're not declaring that no matter what happens all day, I'm going to be in pissosity. But what happens is that's exactly the way the day gets laid out for them. They are so at the effect of whatever happened, whenever it happened, and however it intersected their feelings, that they drag that with them, and they allow that to become the filter through which they sense everything and interact with everything. And then someone else can decide, you know what, I'll have time for that. It doesn't matter what they said or what they did or what they didn't do or what they didn't say. I am going to have a good day. And they go right on about their business and make it a good day. It doesn't mean that stuff doesn't happen on that day. It just means that they don't let that stuff upset their life in the way that many of us choose to allow it to upset our life for whatever section of time. And some of us go on for long stretches of time. So this adventure adventure in faith is real. It's real, and our intention for this year is to kind of galvanize our awareness so that we can move forward together. Now, that doesn't mean we stop until everybody catches up. What it means is that we have a willingness. What it means is that we're offering classes. What it means is that I'm working to have some consistency in my teaching in the pulpit. I am looking to make certain that whatever it is we're doing and how we're doing it, that if somebody just tunes into that piece of it, If someone is tuning into our podcast, if someone is tuning in and looking at our website, if someone is reading what we've put out, if someone is reading my column in the Science of Mind magazine, that there's a level of consistency that wherever they intersect with anything from heart and soul, that there is an opportunity to choose faith. Dare I say the high road? It's an opportunity. It's an offering. That's exactly what we're up to. So today, I come to you, frankly, with good news. And here's the the good news. Act like you don't know this. So it can really feel like good news. That no matter how good yesterday was, today 
can be even better. No matter how good today is, tomorrow can be even better. So Ernest Holmes says it this way, no matter how much good we experience today, the infinite has more in store for us tomorrow. Now, this is not to activate your greedy cycle or any sense of of just, oh, more, more, more. This isn't that. This is to expand your awareness. Because what's true is that we often just get stuck. Something didn't work out, and we act just like life is broken. That broke life. When we know we've had powerfully positive experiences that we've celebrated and told them, so we know they have happened. It's just that it's how we respond to it, what we're willing to know in that moment. So my good news is not enough to change your life. It's how you interact with it. It's whether you fully embrace it, whether you breathe that in and exhale in a different way. And you can. You've done that before. Receive some information that wasn't even new to you. And the way that you interacted with that awareness, you said, you know what, I'm going to write that down. You know what, I'm going to repeat that all day. You know what, I'm going to, whatever it is that you began to integrate it in a way that you could embody it. He says, Ernest Holmes says this, he said, we should look forward to this expansion with enthusiasm and anticipation. Oh, that's my jam right there. Me being enthusiastic and in anticipation of it getting even. You haven't used it up. That's what this is about. This is an infinite principle. You can't tell you what. Try to use it up. Don't take my word for it. Try to exhaust it. See if every morning when you get up and open your consciousness, your heart, your mind to another, to a new possibility that expands beyond wherever you are right now. Don't believe me. Test it. Try it and see. Work it. Ride it till the wheels fall off. Yes, Okay, he says, and and here's the key. We must be grateful. Here's, this is the secret part of it, you see. Because it's not like any of this is new. It's not likely that today I'm going to say anything that you have not heard before. But you better listen up because you may hear it in a new way. Why? Because your mind is forever shifting and changing. The experiences, there's an experience that you have had since maybe the last time we were here together, however it is we're here together. And if this is your first time, ooh, you in for something. Because see, that means you bring in the beginner's mind. You're like, who is she and what's she talking about? Good. I want you there in that open, curious place. What is this after all? You are open and curious. But for the one who's decided that they already know, oh, they're going to have a harder road to hoe. Because if they think they already know, they've already tuned out part of it. I've been knowing that. But for the one who's open, like, what is this? What's happening? How could this be? She didn't start in a usual way that I'm used to. Oh, you see, you got an open mind. Something else can happen. Bring your beginner mind to this, however you, be, however you can do that. 
Part of our devotional is intended to help you return to a beginner's mind. That in the devotional period, you can lay down your preconceived notion. Your attitude is another way to saying that. Toting in here with some, with some stuff that you expect me to pry off. I'm not doing that. Not my job. Let that fall away. Let it fall away. It cannot stick to you if you let it go. But it's an attitude of release. It's an attitude of freedom, isn't it? So this idea of gratitude, this is the secret sauce here, I got to tell you. And some, I mean, it's always said in here, but often I think we believe it can't be that simple. Because who here hadn't been grateful at some point? You're like, if it was just about being grateful, I'd already have it. No, you wouldn't because you was that grateful that one time. This is an attitude of gratitude. This is like where you change your middle name to thank you. This is where your every breath has graciousness and gratefulness as a part of it. I'm so grateful you start with that. I awaken and my intention is that my first thought, and some... uh, This is not a mountaintop teaching. My intention is that I awaken in gratitude. I don't always know I intended that. So sometimes I find myself awake and gratitude wasn't the first thought. But I make sure it's in the top five. Y'all may not appreciate that. But as for me and my house, we's happy when we can get gratitude in there before our feet hit the floor because we recognize the difference. So we don't always make it with, you know, the moment the eyes open because sometimes there's other stuff that I hadn't intended on reviewing. But it snuck in there. So look, this notion of gratitude is so powerful. So it's, it's hidden in plain sight. Because there's not a one of us who doesn't have access to it. It doesn't matter what your little credit report is or what they call the little number, whatever that little score, that. It don't matter what that is. Because you can be, start with being grateful for that. Because look, if I were writing an infomercial, I would let you know that whatever you put gratitude on is transformed. Be grateful for your little credit score, whatever number it is. And I don't care if the credit people are grateful for it, but you be grateful for it. Why? Because what's the alternative? Because if you start cursing it, what are you doing but bringing that energy into your life? And I know y'all think you can cuss one thing and not be cursed. Because you're just like, I wasn't saying it about that, but you said it. Your cells don't know when you talk to them because when's the last time you literally addressed your cells? Uh-huh. But they're listening. They are listening and responsive. So it's like a room full of people. You could be cursing the one sitting right there, but everybody heard it. And most of the people are feeling some kind of way about it. And so it is with your psyche and system. 
It doesn't know. And it's not, its job is not to try to discern what you mean by that. It gets caught up in the feeling of it. And the feeling was you were not feeling good about you. And so what's the response? Oh, we're not feeling good about us. Can't nothing good happen to us if we're not feeling good about us. Oh, y'all, this gratitude for all of the folks who are praying and don't understand and say, I already tried prayer with not one, one iota of gratitude looking for something not in the enthusiasm, which is in spirit, spirit-filled, not that and divine anticipation, but really the opposite, saying one thing and expecting another. Well, I said that affirmation, but I'm really not expecting anything of it. Well, okay then. Your psyche your subconscious is saying, you know, I agree. It's always going to validate. It's an affirmative process. So Ernest Holmes says, grateful for every success in each new advancement. In fact, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me because this is powerful stuff here. So if you're willing, let's do this. Grateful for each success success. in each new advancement. I advance to new and greater revelations of truth. I advance to new and greater revelations of truth. Knowing that the spirit within me, within me is, free. is free. I am no longer bound, no longer bound. By, the of by the patterns of yesterday. Freedom is made manifest. Through my thoughts, in my words and actions. The good that I experienced yesterday is multiplied today. I cast this good upon every wind of heaven. Knowing that it goes out to bless. I condition my mind to accept the greater good for myself and others. I know that the Spirit of the Lord is with me and that the glory of the Lord is around me. And for this I am grateful. Oh, y'all need to say amen, a sookie, sookie. Something, yes. So look, when you, faith is the most important thing in your life. Gratitude kind of greases the skids. It's an attitude in which faith, it's the fertile ground in which faith can sprout, can thrive. I think we can work with it that way. And, and we have to engage our imagination. 
See, we got to get all the pieces in order for it to work. And sometimes we kind of gloss over this and we assume that everybody already knows this. So you get that, first of all, an attitude of gratitude, whatever else is going to happen, is going to be planted in in the field of your attitude of gratitude, and then faith. And we're going to be talking about faith, my sense is, all of next year. But we're, we're building our runway right here because we got to get this. If we truly want 2023 to be different, we're going to have to start it in faith and know something more. We're going to have to. In the collective consciousness, if that makes sense to you. Yes? The whole imagination, Ernest Holmes says, must lend its feeling to grateful acceptance and joyous recognition of the power greater than any of us is. So there's so much that each of us is responsible for. There's a power that you are that you're going to have to own that. If you're going to play with this party, you're going to have to own your own power. Come to it at your own pace, but just know what our goal is for each and every one of us to own our own power. But let's not get it twisted. You're not the power. You have power, but you're not the power. And so it's going to be somehow that we really get and have faith in the power. Greater than anything, everything, all things. Yes. And you don't have to be there right now. We're going to do this together. So get in where you fit in. Just, but we're going to work it out. And I'm going to do my best to call forth kind of the trainer in me and learn as I go. Because, you know, this is not a mountaintop teaching. So look, Wallace Waddles, who wrote The Secret of Getting Rich, says there is a law of gratitude. And if you are to get the results you seek, it is absolutely necessary that you observe this law. You can't skimp on this. And our lives are evidence of what skimping on gratitude gets you. I know you don't want to be nodding right now and saying yes and amen, but that's all right. Amen. Do you. Just know that it's true, that it's not until we honor, until we bring that in to being a, the basis, the core, the pinnacle of our spiritual practice, gratitude. For some, start with a little gratitude journal. Set an intention every day. If you do it once a week, we're going to celebrate it. Because that's more than you were doing before we started. You see what I'm saying? We're going to be grateful for however it works. I know that's usually the place where you get a good whipping. Where you set an intention for every day. You find that you did it once that week. You whip you and you stop doing it. But this is the shift we're making. We're going to be grateful that we did it that one day that week. Because we know we didn't do it none the week before. Or the month before. Or the year before that. So we're going to be grateful for whatever it is. Can you imagine? Be gr- make up a story. Be grateful. Car cuts you off where you normally cuss them and carry on. Have a little message for them. Want to kind of catch up and give them an eye or something. 
Make up a little story. I, I know my tribe. Come on now. I wasn't there. Don't ask me later. Did I see you? No. I know my tribe. So look, make up a story. Be like, oh, thank God. That slowed me down. I obviously did not need to be moving that fast or arrive at that. All the things. You do what you need to do until you make it a regular part of your practice. Because if not your little mind, you know, you have trained that mind to be a little crazy. Just a, a little, just a little crazy. To run in crazy ways, make up crazy stuff. But when we start mixing in gratitude, this is our opportunity to shift that. We're going to be grateful. I am so grateful. I don't know if you all heard that part of the lyric where it said, I've been many places, some horrible things I did see and did experience. I'm adding, without your divine intervention, there's no telling where I'd be. That's a place for gratitude. And my sense is that for each and every one of us, we can identify with that awareness that we have so much for which to be grateful. So start there. Don't skip over that part. Like, I have so much for which I could be grateful, but let me tell you about this other stuff. No, let's, let's pull over and park and be in gratitude and have that. It'd be like the intention here is to cut a groove in gratefulness, thanksgiving, appreciation. So see what your, what your glossary, what your, what your um, vocabulary, how you can, how many different ways can you speak words of thanksgiving, appreciation, and gratitude? You know, just, just rest there. Because I think some of it is that we just haven't practiced. You know, we do a little thank you because mama taught us when somebody gives you the thank you, but without even a thought. It's not, we haven't integrated that. There's not a real sense of gratitude. We're just knee jerk. Just thank you. Without even no eye contact, no. Take a moment and really feel it. And be willing to have that communicated, that feeling tone. Yes. Yeah. I'm so grateful. And in my mind, so has several O's. <laughs> several O's. So you have to like, I'm so grateful. Yeah, y'all feel the difference? Like I'm so, I'm like really feeling it. I am truly, truly grateful. And I know we have all had the same number of birthdays, but there's not a person in this room that hadn't had enough birthdays to know that they're grateful. That they have something for which to be. And the more birthdays. Because sometimes I marvel that I'm still here. Silly. Young person obviously thought I was immortal. I don't know what I must have thought. When I think about some of the chances I took. the, the <laughs> Y'all think I tell everything. I do not. <laughs> I do not. All we're going to do is... Mm. And then I have sense enough to just be grateful. When I was young, I didn't have that much. I just, uh, how I do it? Now I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Because I don't even know how I'm still here. 
carrying on like that. Oh, but look. Look at here. My little segue. But I saw a new heaven and a new earth. A new way to be. A new idea. My sense is that to a person, we made a pivot. We made a shift from whatever it was we were doing. Even if we didn't realize that where that was taking us was not a location where we wanted to end up. Even if we didn't have that much sense or awareness or discernment. We had sense enough to envision something else. I don't know what it is, but it ain't this. I ain't going this way. I ain't staying here. I call it a, um, oh, what was that? Oh, 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 what was it? Uh, God is my witness. What's, uh, oh, y'all not going to be my lifeline. I don't have not a lifeline in the room. Y'all at home are putting it in the chat. I know y'all not letting me drown up here. Gone with the wind. Thank you. Scarlett O'Hara moment. Thank you. That's my brother there. Yes. I call it a Scarlett O'Hara moment. God is my witness. I won't be in this again. And that's my moment. And what we're doing is adding gratitude to it. Thank you that that didn't take me out. Thank you that that didn't ruin everything. Thank you that that didn't whatever it is that you can be grateful for. But And God is my witness. I'm not going to set my life up in a way where I end up in this again, right? So I saw a new heaven, a new possibility for me. It's not all spelled out. It's not, I didn't build, it's just, and look at here. In my father's house are many mansions. There are many ways, many possibilities. There are galaxies, universes that we know nothing of. So we don't have to be stuck. Because, you know, sometimes in our stuckness, we want to be able to explain to people just how stuck we are. No, you see, prayer won't work on this because. No, that solution, that idea, that possibility, that shift, that change. No, that ain't going to work. You just know too much about the problem. You're just a little too invested in being right about the problem. The invitation would be to let go and see a new heaven, a new possibility. Because all th- what that's meaning, <clears throat> pardon me, what that is offering us is the law of cause and effect. A new possibility yields a new outcome. And that's what this is. Behold, I make all things new. All from Revelations 21. Behold, I make all things new. So why are you tripping? If you already know that it's all being renewed, it can all shift. You do not have to live in that diagnosis prognosis. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not arguing with the accuracy of it. I'm not arguing with science. I'm just questioning whether it needs you to participate at that level. Does it need you to affirm daily and throughout the day that the prognosis is true? I'm suggesting it don't need you to do that. 
It's already been said. They are already written it up, but they probably didn't write it, but they got it in the chart. So you don't, they don't need you to know that. It's, that's already set for the people who need to have that. For you, you've got to know, behold, I make all things new. And it doesn't say, but not at the cellular level. But not at the organ level. But not in your relationships. Not on your job. Not in your community. It simply says, behold, I make all things new. Test it. See if it has something to do with you and what you're going through. But you can't test it if you are affirming the worst case scenario and trying to prove to people just how bad it is. She said without shouting at the people. <laughs> Ernest Holmes says the divine will never fail me so long as I have implicit faith. See, here's where we try to do it. We try to just rock with the first part of that. It can't fail me. Like we don't have anything to do in that. It can't fail me. And then we go about doing as we've always done. But the whole phrase is it can't fail me as long as I have implicit faith. As long as I believe without any doubt. You see, implicit faith implies that there is like there's not even a little space where you have some doubt, where some doubt could squeeze in. Now, I'm not pretending that we just say it and voila, we end up there. This is practice. You're going to have to work. I know I lost a whole bunch of work. I didn't plan on doing that. Well, your life will reflect. You know, you do two or three push-ups and be done. Be like, I did those already. <laughs> you, isn't that what y'all do with prayer? I already prayed. Like, that's the equivalent of I already did two push-ups. Why do I not have? She said with love. <laughs> She's just feeling it this morning. Look, let me get to Matthew 7. Because look, this notion of asking and it will be given. Seek and you'll find, knock and it will be open to you. First of all, I need you to know that it has you involved in here. You doing some stuff. This isn't you kick back. This is you engaged in a way. And this is the part we often miss, is the essential nature of our engagement in transforming our lives and thus the world. We almost don't have to worry about transforming the planet. Because if you really transform your situation, because you're really the planet. As you go, so goes the planet. You, you know, when you extrapolate it, you know, with your little group, where y'all keep saying the same things, thinking it doesn't have no power. So ask and seek and knock. You've got to be engaged in this. Then the next part of it says, for everyone who receives, I'm sorry, for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, 
and for him who knocks it is open. And doesn't this just make sense when you think about it? That without asking, ain't nothing happening. If you don't at least bring it to the level of awareness. And I don't, asking is not beseeching. It's not begging. It's having a conscious awareness. It's including it in a way. But this notion of seeking, anytime you seek, you go find. Because you only seek when you believe you can find. If you don't believe you're going to find, you, don't, you only seek in the places where you think you can find. So you can see how it would work because you are preconditioned. You are already engaged in how the thing works. Y'all don't. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) And we tend to only knock where we expect it to be open. This like hit me. I was thinking if you pull up and you're like, they ain't home. Do you get out and go knock? You like, oh, there, the lights are, yeah. That's where you knock. So you have already engaged the principle at a level of knowing. This don't work without you being engaged. This is what's really essential in this. Um, And not only that, but the whole thing implies that there's a power which not only can, but does honor the request. Like it presupp- you, you got to start somewhere. So you can either start with, this ain't going to work. Or you can begin from a place of faith, believing. Yes? In asking, when we are asking, we are identifying ourselves with spirit. Because if we don't believe that, we don't ask. Okay, I got one. Okay, thanks. Hmm. This notion of, and I think our goal is really to rise to a greater and broader realization of divine presence. Now, I take back, I think. That's really the game. Because there is no faith you know, that the, the whole notion, the concept, the definition, the, the practice has everything to do with something greater. And our work is to get a sense of our connectedness. That that thing that is greater, the all in all, by any name, whatever you call it, you got to have a connection with it for this thing to work. It can't just be that thing out there. Or that man. You got to bring it in close. Excuse me. (coughs) Pardon me. I hate to. Make the connection so that you can see yourself in it, as it. This asking is really to represent your heart's desire. Yeah. Because what this is really talking about 
that scripture in Matthew 7. What it's really talking about is, is the law of receiving. And under the law of receiving, there's no such thing as failure. Because you just, you, you're in it, you become the vibration, the mentally, emotional, spiritual equivalent to whatever it is that you desire. And once we're there, it has to happen. Because we arrive knowing that there's an inexhaustible supply in the invisible realm. That's number one. You know that it's not too much, that you can't use it up. Now, if you're thinking you're asking for too much, then that's something you're going to have to work out because it will be too much until you change your mind. And if it's too much, you're not likely to draw it to you, and if you somehow draw it to you, you're not going to be able to keep it. Why? Because it's too much. And it's only too much for you. You're going to be mad at the people who drew it to them and kept it because you will have forgotten possibly that you decided it was really too much. So, look, my sister Talani Kennard wrote another song, and this is my absolute favorite. God always says yes. Matthew 7 is a way of reminding you that God always, always says yes. But to what? To your ask, your seeking, your knocking. Your energetic involvement, your energetic commitment, your energetic gratitude manifest in asking, seeking, and knocking. Talani, in writing God Always Says Yes, includes this lyric. Sometimes we forget we have all we need. God knows our purpose, our intents, and every deed. Living by faith and walking in the light, God always says yes. You know, we have our 13th anniversary uh, coming up next month. First Sunday in November is our 13th anniversary celebration. Yeah, can I just say that that's no joke, you know? Um, and we are asking for at least a minimum of 300 more subscribers. So if you can help us get the word out, so that could mean forwarding a link to folks you know or your circles, and, well, it might mean you subscribing yourself. Let me just be real with this, okay? So our goal is for our anniversary, or certainly during our anniversary month, that we meet that, um, that goal of at least 300 more subscribers. So I'm going to ask that we put something together so that when I say it, you'll have a visual and you'll know exactly how to do that if you are in a place where you're like, I'd love to, but I don't even know what you're talking about. So we want to make sure that we're bringing everybody along and that folks have whatever it is they need to support us in that. And so now I'm just going to ask you to join me in prayer. Once again, I've put together a bit of a composite prayer using um, a prayer from, that was written by um, 
Ernest Holmes and Raymond Charles Barker, and then one that was simply attributed to Ernest Holmes, just a, a blend here. So I just invite you to drop into the center of your being, where you know that you know that you know, that the knower is knowing as you, as me, as all of us, that in this place, in this divine awareness, I am knowing on our behalf that there is one life and that that life is whole, perfect, and complete. That it's the life of the living one, the strong one, that it surrounds and enfolds us, that it is us, it's who and how we are. So that each and every one of us can know that we are, I am, whole, perfect, and complete. I know that my word transmutes energy into constructive action, producing health, harmony, happiness, and success. I know that in this consciousness of reality, reality with a capital R, is the supply for my every need, physical, mental, spiritual. And I accept this in deepest gratitude. I am grateful for knowing this, for experiencing this. I permit this consciousness to flow into my world of thought and action, knowing that it brings peace, harmony, and order all around me. I have limitless faith in the unconquerable presence, the perfect law, the divine action. Today, I accept the gift of God's abundance. Everything I am and everything I have is increased by it. I identify everything I do with success. I think affirmatively and in all my prayers, I accept abundance and I am grateful. Whatever I need, whenever I need it, wherever I need it, for as long as I need it, is always at hand. I no longer see negation or delay or stagnation in my endeavors. The action of the living spirit makes everything I do prosper. It increases every good I possess and brings success to me and everyone I meet. Everything I think about and do is animated by the divine presence, sustained by infinite power and multiplied by divine goodness. The world is mine and the fullness thereof. Today I expect the more abundant life. In gratitude and divine enthusiasm and anticipation, 
I keep my thought open to new experiences and opportunities for greater expression. Through the quiet contemplation of the omni-action of spirit, I learn to look quietly and calmly beyond every false condition. Seeing through conditions to the other side of the invisible reality, which molds, conditions, and recreates all my affairs after a more divine pattern. As I share and give of myself to life, the one life pours its bounty upon me and I am grateful. As life finds a fuller outlet through me, I discover a betterment in everything I do, a higher realization of the richness that is God, and I am grateful. So it is in absolute perfect gratitude that I just give thanks, that I give thanks for these words from Ernest Holmes and Raymond Charles Barker, that I give thanks for the divine creativity at work in and through all of us in this moment as we take it in and accept this truth. In gratitude and thanksgiving, I release this word into the perfect activity of law. I am accepting it as so, now and forevermore. I seal this for all eternity by simply saying, Ashe, Amen. And so it is. Love matters.